God bless you, and what a joy it is for me to join with you on today. I appreciate you so much for coming to share with us on this Friday evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless all of you, and I pray for you on a regular basis. I pray that God will strengthen you and help you to live this victorious life because there's none like our God in all the earth. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you. Thank you for the doors you've opened and the ways you've made. I thank you, O oh God. You've been so kind to me. You've been uh, so merciful unto us, O oh God. And God, I'm asking that you will look on every person who is viewing, those who will come in. And I'm praying, O oh God, that you will bless their families in a special way and that you will give them to understand that the blessings that are being bestowed upon them are because, oh God, that they heard your word and that they have changed their lives. They've made alterations in their lifestyle and they're doing all that they know how to live for you. Enlighten us, oh God, about your word and we shall take your word and hide it in our hearts so that we may not sin against thee. And we thank you in advance for what you're doing and for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. Our scripture for today is found in the 25th number of Psalm. And uh, it is a Psalm of David. And we're going to start reading at the first verse. It says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercy and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgression. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is uh, the Lord. Therefore, will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distress. Look upon mine affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, uh, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put 
my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his trouble. I read the entire 25th number of Psalms. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. For our, uh, uh, well, for our theme today, I want to talk about Christians providing for their family members who are in need. Mm. Christians providing for their family members who are in need. And I'm going to talk about us providing also for the spiritual family. You see, uh, we have a responsibility to provide for our family members who are in need. If you'll go with me to 1 uh, Timothy, the uh, fifth chapter, and uh, I believe I'm going to start reading at the third verse. 1 Timothy, the fifth chapter, and the third verse. Uh-huh. Fifth chapter and the third verse. Look what the Bible says. Now, this is going to be... Um, I, I may, I'm on, let me warn you, I may say some things that uh, are not uh, in connection with your traditional uh, thinking as these scriptures are concerned, but I want to help you if I can. Uh, the fifth chapter of 1 Timothy in the third verse, it says, honor widows, it's talking about honor widows that are widows indeed. Now, now, there, here is something that I'm going to start off right the bat. I'm going to start right off the bat saying this. Uh, you see, because um, uh, Paul is concerned about uh, widows in the church, but he gives some specific uh, instructions as far as the widows. And when he talks about honor widows uh, that are widows indeed, He's actually talking about widows who have no families. Uh-huh. See, there it is. I told you I was starting right off the bat. I was going in there. He's talking about uh, widows that have no family. <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, but if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents, for that is good and acceptable before God. Look what this verse says. The children or grandchildren or of a widow must first learn to respect their own family by repaying their parents. Requite means to repay, uh, repay. Now, uh, this is pleasing in God's sight. God is saying, you got, uh, when the Bible says children or nephews, uh, uh, nephews, um, in the original interpretation, somebody said that nephews, that or nephews was not what we think of as nephews, but it talked about uh, those persons who had children or grandchildren or whatnot that they, they 
must first learn to respect their own family. You respect your family. I, I, I'm, I'm so disturbed at times about how our young people uh, 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 respond to their parents or respond to their grandparents, you know. Um, I, I promise you that um, um, you'll be a senior person before you know it, before you realize it, before you will want to. Uh, so the Bible tells us in that fourth verse um, uh, that we must first learn to respect our own family. You may not agree with everything that your family is doing, but you must respect the seniors in your family. I, I'm, I'm against disrespecting seniors as a whole. Uh, of course, I'm, I may be considered as a senior now, um, but I, I've always believed this, uh, that you must respect your family. Uh, the way that you respect your seniors in your families will have something to do uh, with how long you live and the type of life that you will live. Uh, and, and the Bible says that you're, it says repaying your parents. In other words, be kind to them, be, uh, do something for them. Uh, uh, it's no harm in being kind to your parents. Now, let's go to this fifth verse because I know I'm going to mess up with some of you. But the fifth verse says, now she that is a widow indeed and desolate, trusteth in God and continueth in supplication and prayer night and day. The person, the widow, uh, uh, who has no family, she has placed her confidence in God. I want you to hear this. Because she is praying and asking for God's help night and day. Now, the next thing is, uh, um, that, that sixth verse, but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. Now, what does that mean, that sixth verse? But she that liveth in pleasure is dead, uh, is this in your Bible, uh, while she liveth. That, that, that says that the person who lives in pleasure and, and, and sin, and, and, and that's talking about that widow. We're talking about widows here because this is very important. Uh, she is really dead even though she's yet living. In other words, she's spiritually dead because she is not sensitive to what the word of God, she is not sensitive to what, um, to the, she doesn't have a God awareness. And when I say a God awareness, that God, her, her sensitivity is not causing her to live according to the way that God would have her to live. So the Bible says even though she is physically alive, she is spiritually dead. Hear what I'm saying. Look at the seventh verse. And these things give in charge that they may be blameless. Uh, and insist on these things so that widows will have good reputations. 
Now watch me. Uh, uh, but if any provide not for his own, um, uh, and especially for his own house, watch this. If any, now this is talking that uh, Paul uh, is 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 uh, going back and forth. He's talking about a widow, and then he talks about the man or the person who is the head of the house. And in this particular verse, he says, if anyone doesn't take care of his relatives, his, his household, and then it says in this verse, especially of his immediate family. So, so, so you know, I, I have a family and my immediate family is my son and my daughter and my wife. Not in that order. My wife, my, my daughter, my son. Uh, but if I don't take care of my immediate family, there's no need of me going around trying to act like I'm such a wonderful person to somebody else and my family is not being taken care of. You know, a lot of times we who are in ministry, we get messed up and we mess up our families in the name of ministry. I can't be to your graduation because I got to go here. Now, this, this, is, this, this is not the time for that. Uh, you have to do what is necessary to uplift your family, to provide, uh, provi making provisions for your family is not, hear what I'm saying, is not just about monetarily making provision. It's e sometimes you're making provisions emotionally. Hear what I'm saying? You have to support. You have to build that individual up. Build that son up. Build that wife up. Build that daughter up so that they feel good about being a part of your family. Your, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off just a little bit here, but, but your children ought to think well of you. And it ought not to be that the only time they say something good to you is on Father's Day. That's the only time they think about it because you ain't there. But you should, and, and I know Father's Day is Sunday, but you uh, as a father should make sure the Bible says that you provide for your immediate family. Uh, here, Hear what the word of God is saying. But if any man, any person does not provide for his relatives and especially his immediate family, the Bible says, I didn't make this up. The Bible said he, read the word of God. The Bible said he hath denied the faith. Yeah, no sense of you coming in here shouting and, and speaking in tongue, running around the church with your uh, nice uh, suit on and whatnot, and you won't even give uh, your, your, your daughter some money so she can get a nice dress. You won't even give your son uh, some money so he can stop wearing them socks with the holes in them. Won't, won't even give your wife any money so that she can get a new pair of stockings and, and then hear you up dressed up uh, with your hat tilt to the side and your Stacey Adams shoes and you think you something 
and then you won't take it. The Bible says you, you have denied the faith. You have denied the faith. And, and you ought to take care of your family. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say this. I'm not afraid to say this. Uh, uh, I recall when I didn't have a lot. And um, I would tell my wife, um, I said, what I want you to do, I want you, when you walk out of the house, I want you to look like you're married to a successful man. I want my kids to look like their dad is successful. I didn't have much then, but we faked it until we made it. Look at, put that in the chat room. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Listen, listen, put, get yourself. I wore, uh, I wore a, I had a three-piece uh, Pierre Cardin uh, Gabard, was it Gabardine, I think it is, suit. And, um, and uh, man, I, I wore that suit so much until it began to shine. It began to shine. But I made sure that my wife and my kids uh, had nice things on. Uh, you, you know, man driving around in in his new, uh, you know, in his new car. He leaned over, it's shining, you know, and got the wheels all shining and everything. And then your wife uh, catching an Uber. That's a shame. That's a shame. I don't care who you are. You can write me. That's a shame. You you got a brand new car and your wife riding around getting an Uber or or, or in a hoopty. Man, you're supposed to take the raggedy car, and she's supposed to be, that's your queen. I had, <laughs> I had a, uh, people have heard me tell my testimony, and I'm almost finished, but uh, um, this is a good, I kind of got off my lesson because I realized that Sunday is Father's Day, and so I'm going to stay here. I ain't scared of y'all. I'm going to stay here. You see, the, the, the thing is, I remember my wife had uh, a 79 Mustang when we got married that her mother bought her, bought her a new Mustang. And, uh, and she let her friend drive that car. And her friend took that car and wrecked it. I mean wrecked it. Wrecked it so bad until you couldn't drive it. But, and I had insurance because back then, I don't know how it works now, but back then, in order for me to afford the insurance, I had to have this high deductible. So I didn't have money to pay the deductible. It wasn't that I didn't have money to pay the, uh, to have insurance. I had insurance. I couldn't pay the deductible. And so I uh, couldn't pay the deductible. So I got me a crowbar. And I had a 79 Camaro that my dad had bought me. Uh, and so I had, when I was in college, and so I let her drive my car. My car was the better car. And, uh, and I took a crowbar and bent that metal off the wheel so I could drive her raggedy, totaled car. And the car was so messed up, the, the hood, uh, it was bent up like this and, and no lights in it on the front. And you had to get in on the passenger side and climb over the console. And I had to drive it because I was taller and I could see over the bent hood. And, uh, and I drove that car because I didn't want my wife 
in a raggedy car. And she drove my car. Now, I know, I know that, you know, you're saying, oh, that's just you. I ain't doing that. You ought to do it if she's your wife. You ought not to have your wife in no ragged car. I had to be home before the street lights came on because I ain't had no lights on the car. You see, people, they, a lot of people talk, they don't know the story behind my glory, you see. And, uh, and nevertheless, I did that. I let my wife drive. Now, I will admit that my good car wasn't that good because you could get in and turn it on without, in the, without a key. It was so messed up, but it was the best car I had. And I drove that car until the Lord blessed us, but I made sure that my wife always had the best car. And, and, and my brothers, the Bible says to you that if, if, if you don't provide for your immediate family, the Bible says that you have denied the faith. Not only that, I'm coming, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You have denied the faith and is worse. Let me read it. Let me read it. And is worse than an infidel. My God. Uh, now, I didn't make that up, but uh, let, me, let me find uh, the definition of an infidel so I can let you know how ridiculous it is that you are not providing for uh, your loved ones. An infidel is one who is not a Christian or who opposes Christianity. An unbeliever with respect to a particular religion. An infidel. You are not a believer. Now, uh, uh, Paul is concerned in this scripture. Paul is concerned about the place and the care of widows in the church. If you, if you would go uh, even to that ninth verse, then Paul gives an explanation. I believe it's in the ninth verse. Uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's look here. It says, if anyone does not take care of his own relatives, especially his immediate family. He is denied the Christian faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, in that ninth verse, in that ninth verse, it gives the definition of what uh, a widow is. It says, let not a widow be taken into the number under three score years old, having been the wife of one man. Uh, let's read this because, you know, it said a widow, any widow who had only one husband and is at least 60 years old should be put on your, your list for widow. Now, that means that a young woman... Uh, that's under 60, um, she does not qualify for what the Bible stipulates here. All right? So let's, let's look at it. Widows were often among the most weak and vulnerable members of our society. And Paul's instruction is that the primary responsibility for the care of widows rests on members of the immediate family. 
children and grandchildren. Only when that assistance is not available, when the widow is left all alone, does the church become responsible. The phrase to be worse than an unbeliever imply that even unbelievers are expected to care for those of their own household. Believers who neglect this responsibility are thus acting worse than unbelievers. And such a life in the world represents a denial of the faith. We are responsible, church. We are responsible for the care of our families. We're, we're, we're especially responsible for those in our own household. This principle of, 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 of responsible Christian love also has a application or is applicable for our church. In our world, there are many good ministries to support, and we don't want to take anything from them, but the church has a responsibility to be a blessing to those widows who are there who are on hand. And listen, if they are on hand and, and, and they qualify, the church should help them. And I'm glad to say that Greater Emmanuel is doing their part to help our widows. Won't you continue to support us in this effort? Won't you continue to make ways uh, for us in this effort? Because it takes your giving to be in a place where we can continue to help people. We want to help them to not just make it on meager fare, but to help them to live a life that is respectable. And church, I believe that that's what we should do and that's what we will continue to do. We're a family and we take care of our own, especially, and I'm going to say, to those who uh, have uh, members of our immediate family. We don't take care of them, but let's expand and take care of our other family, our own house of worship. And we'll see that God is going to bless us and take us to another dimension. I want to say to those men who are taking care of their, of their household and who are being generous to make sure that we take care of, 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 of the other widows, I want to say to you, may God continue to bless you and may you have a happy Father's Day on this Sunday. But let's be fair. Let's do what fathers should do. Let's be responsible to our families. And let's watch God bless us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you once again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Lord, I pray now for the fathers of our viewing audience, the fathers of our church, that you will stir them up, O oh God. And God, I pray for the church as a whole that we will do our part in seeing after the widows of our church family. And we'll be so careful, oh God. Please, God, please, please, oh God, let us not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. And we shall forever give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Listen, I want you to sow into this ministry. I would that everyone would get a $20 seed and sow into this ministry on this Friday night. Sow into this fertile ground. $20 seed. Listen, you can, you can uh, give 
by mailing your seed in to Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church at 19190 Schaefer Highway, uh, that's Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can give at uh, G, uh, excuse me, PayPal at geikojic.org. You can give, uh, Givelify, search for Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church. Please look for our logo. Or you can give it Cash App, dollar sign, dollar sign, G-E-I Kojic 1. G-E-I Kojic 1, dollar sign, G-E-I Kojic 1. Or you can always give securely in our G-E-I app. Or you can give, my brothers and sisters, you can give at um, uh, texting to give, 28950, and put in G-E-I offer or G-E-I type space and the dollar amount. And I'm sure God is going to bless you. Please remember to press sin. Sunday is Father's Day, and we're looking for uh, all persons to show some appreciation to their fathers. You do the right thing and show your father some appreciation. I'm going to pray over your seed, and then we're going to dismiss, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Uh, if you're going to be in the area, come to our in-service, our in-person service, and I know that God will bless you. Dear Lord, I thank you for how you've allowed me, oh God, to be able to minister to your people. Now I pray that you will look upon this seed that they are sowing into this anointed, fertile ground, that you will cause this seed to multiply, not only for the sake of ministry, and I know you will, but for the sake of their personal life in Jesus' name. And we shall forever give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say, here I go again, believing God. That's right, put it on the screen. Here I go again, believing God. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule, and abide. Henceforth, now, and forevermore, let us all say amen. God bless you. I love you with the love of the Lord.